This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Look, I'm not a parent, but I get it. I have parents. I know what it was like for them to raise me. Being a parent can be stressful. Whether you're a stay-at-home parent or you work during the day, by the time you get home and you put the kids to bed, many parents would agree it's nice to just sit and wind down with a glass of wine, a cold beer, a nice glass of scotch, especially on a Friday night. This idea of you know dad sitting back on the couch and having a beer to unwind after work, eh, that's, nothing, that's nothing new in our culture. It's not new in media. But what is relatively new is the acceptance of the idea that mom does it too. And you know exactly what I'm talking about if you're on social media and you've seen those mommy wine drinking memes. There are pictures of a mom with a glass of wine and they have a funny little caption on them that says something like, I can't wait until my kids are old enough that I can drink with them instead of because of them. Or the most expensive part of being a mom is having to pay for all the wine. I, I get it. They're supposed to be funny. They're supposed to be a cute little joke that helps us relate to the stress that moms feel feel being parents and the fact that many of us enjoy a glass of wine or two. And men can have a drink after a long day, so why can't women do it too, right? Well, I thought the same way myself until I learned more about the science behind how alcohol affects the female body differently than it affects men. You may be shaking your head, but I'll tell you, it's not sexist, it's science. Lauren McNabb is a morning show host from CJOB in Winnipeg, and she was the driving force behind a new global news series that explores just that. It explores mommy drinking culture. And she was my guest this week on the podcast that I co-produce with John O'Dowd that's called This Is Why. So maybe you're not agreeing with what I'm saying so far. Maybe you're saying, yeah, right, give me a break. You know, if I want to have a drink of wine, I'll have a drink. And, and of course, you know, I'm not saying don't have a glass of wine or that men and women shouldn't be treated equally when it comes to the perception of those who drink. But what I'm saying is give this podcast a listen. We're going to play a clip of it here for you in, in just a moment. Give it a listen and listen to some of the scientific reasons behind why we maybe should be looking at the drinking habits of men and women differently. So here's a clip now of a conversation that I had with Lorraine McNabb, that morning show host from CGOB, within the podcast, This Is Why. Yeah, you know, this kind of all came from a really honest place. I, after Christmas, and I'm sure I can connect with a lot of people on this, but sort of just feeling like, yeah, I think I not only need to just stop eating so much, but maybe just dial back a bit on my own alcohol consumption. And I decided to do the dry January, wait, as right. abstain from booze for the month. Me too. I will be too. honest, I did 24 days, Nikki, so I didn't even get to the month. And, and that was just because things were coming up in my life, you know, with different events and all the rest. But it's so funny. Once you stop doing something, how much you see it out there. I've got all sorts of different Facebook groups I follow. I've uh, lots of girlfriends that I'm connected with. And once I sort of took my look away from alcohol, I couldn't get over all these memes that were popping up in my social media feed. So, uh, you've perhaps seen them before. Uh, It's a mom hugging her child and it says, you're why mommy needs to drink or, 
the wine box is a mom's version of the juice box. And they would just be pretty regularly and consistently showing up in my social media feed. And then I even noticed things like videos, you know, a video of a woman exercising on her treadmill or lifting up a dumbbell and she had taped to the treadmill or taped to the barbell a bottle of wine, right? It's supposed to be a joke. Like even while I exercise, this is how stressful my day is that I want to have a, a sip of wine every few seconds. And so it was through all that that I started to think like, are we doing this because it's funny or maybe there's an issue out there that we might want to talk about? It's something that we make light of a lot, but there's actually some really serious health side effects associated with drinking. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, Kathleen Keating Taves is the course instructor that I sort of hung out with for a day watching her talk to different people in the room about the issues. And both her and her colleague, whose name is Dr. Sherry Fandry, just have crunched the numbers on this and are really trying to drive home the message that we were talking about the idea that, okay, alcohol is a gender equalizer. Now men and women are starting to drink the same way. But what's happening to women is that we don't have as many enzymes as men. So we can't break down alcohol the same way. And that means alcohol, first of all, sits in our system longer. So there's a real science behind this. So that was the biggest, like, I want to be clear if anyone's listening. Like, one of my first things was, so what? Like, now you're going to pick on me for having this glass of wine? <laughs> and, we're, you know, why aren't we getting mad at the men who've been drinking for decades and parenting for decades, right? Um, with their gla- six-pack of beer or their glass of scotch after work, and are we talking to them? And one of their answers was, well, yeah, part of the problem is that they've been focusing on men for decades and all the literature around alcohol really is focused on men because they were the first to really drink and start to have problems with drink. Now you have more women drinking and her big message was don't get mad. We're not vilifying women. It's not sexist. It's science. Lorenz spoke to Kathleen, the course instructor that she mentioned earlier, on her radio show in Winnipeg about exactly that. It's not sexist, it's science. I asked you that question when I was in this right? course, Jack. Is that, is, that, is that what liberation has Well, that's become? what I said. I said, come on. Sorry, men have been drinking for decades. You got, you, you've been, we've been glorifying alcohol for men in the TV series Mad Men. The Dos Equis guy gets to sit there looking all handsome and, and alcohol is supposed to be good for us. So part of me said to Kathleen after I met her, you know what, sorry, I want to be able to drink like a man. And I guess the answer is I can't. Well, you, if that's can. your choice, so where, you Where's can. the liberation in, in being able to behave like a swine? Well, the liberation <laughs> is that I want to be able to do, I don't want to be judged for doing the same thing a man. Uh, but why would you want to? Because, uh, because why would I, you want to do the same thing? I want to have the choice, but the the science is what the is the difference. Yeah, it's it's not sexist; it's right. science that we say. And who could blame women for wanting to do the same things that men can do? No, no one can blame someone for wanting that, or at least you know feeling like you're empowered to do that. However, I, I think here the real conversation is is if we're looking at substances to be a gender equalizer, we wanna we wanna really be exploring that because. Women cannot metabolize alcohol or a lot of other substances in the same way that men can. Um, we transition from casual use into dependency at a much more expedited rate than our male counterparts will. We experience adverse health consequences as a result of substances much more than men do. We can't look at men and women the same when it comes to alcohol consumption. Our bodies are just different. It's not sexist, it's science. And the science is that we don't break it down. We have a lower body fat to water ratio, so we keep alcohol in our system longer. And so that leads to 
you know, an increased risk of stroke compared to men, increased risk of certain heart problems. Um, we can have a more proclivity to say de- depression. And they even think that there's research to show that they believe women can become addicted more quickly as a result. And so the addictions issues could rise there as well. And then one of the biggest things that stood out for me was the statistic on breast cancer. Dr. Sherry Fandry explained just how bad it could be. As few as two drinks per day for a woman can double the likelihood that she will die before the age of 70 of breast cancer. Not just doubling her risk of breast cancer, but doubling the likelihood that it's to be would be fatal before age 70, that she will die early because of breast cancer. So again, they're, they're very real, um, measurable risks that we are largely unaware of. The risk is just massive just with those two drinks per day. So as you said earlier, you're a mom who likes to have a glass of wine here, there, whenever. What was your biggest takeaway from doing this series and gaining all the knowledge that you gained through doing it? I've been a journalist for almost 20 years, so I've certainly covered my share of stories of, you know, what alcohol can and can't do for the body. And you have that whole line out there is, it's good for my heart if I only have the one glass or red wine is healthy for you or all those kinds of things. And I have poured my glass of red wine and thought, oh, getting my heart medication today, (laughs) right? You joke to yourself. And then when she broke down the science behind it, not sexist, it's science. I just didn't pay attention to that enough. And so I'm starting to think now, okay, have I already put myself at greater risk based on my habits, perhaps when I was younger or, you know, things that I've gone through in recent years that are putting me at risk for some of these diseases. So the, the health scare behind it is one thing, but then the other one was the thing that I still can't stop thinking about that they said, there's this video that they showed that I talked about, the group behind Mom so hard. They played that video in this class of healthcare professionals and social workers. And they're, like, I laugh so hard at these videos because I can relate to them. And then Kathleen Keating Taves said this to the class. So let's take that image and let's change the backdrop. So if you get um, a core area, a housing project, switch up the kind of alcohol, maybe they're drinking beer, drinking hard stuff. And you have a video of these women getting real about some of their struggles. Are we judgmental about that group compared with the suburban women who are in a nice home drinking wine? And why is that? Would we judge them? And I think the answer for many might be yes, you might. You might decide it's okay based on what you think a good mom is. And then when you change a few of the dynamics, is it as funny? Would you laugh as hard at that if it was just somebody in a different setting? And I, and I, it's a super honest question, and I'm not sure. I'd like to say no, but I think for a lot of us, the answer might be yes. That, what you just heard there, is a sample of the podcast that I co-produce called This Is Why. You can download the full episode for free. Of course, it's a podcast at your leisure on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts right now. And you can also find it online at globalnews.ca.